What is up? Welcome back to the show. My name is Brett McGrath. This is a podcast about collecting sports cards. How are you doing? Loyal listeners out there, if you're new to the show, welcome. We do this thing a couple times a week where I talk about collecting sports cards. On Fridays, I do another show where I bring in on a guest and that guest talks about collecting sports cards and we're on our way. We just keep it going and going and going and we've been doing it for quite some time. Um, This is episode 297. It's wild. We'll have episode number 300 next week and I could not do it without you, the listener, and also our just amazing unofficial sponsors that have been pouring in to unofficially support the hobby, this community of listeners. And it's just been great. It's been inspiring and it's I'm getting to rep and pump a bunch of products that are in my everyday life. And it's just a special thing. So I want to thank the fine people at French's. Yes, you know French's. French's classic yellow mustard, making our hot dogs taste great, putting it on the burgers, all the things, staple in the family cookouts, staple when you're working from home and on your own and you need a turkey sandwich, you need to make it a little better. And we're not talking about the genre. We're not talking about the hot stuff. We are talking about the classic mustard today. So if you're in a pinch and you need a squeeze of something yellow on the sandwich, on the hot dog, or wherever you like to enhance your food, make sure you check out French's. Their classic yellow mustard product is a winner. As I sit here, we have the NFL coming to town, coming to my great city of Indianapolis. I actually saw some people um, talking negatively about Indianapolis on Twitter a little bit ago, and I'm not going to mention those names, and um, I would not possibly do that. But I will say this, not on my time. I love it here. This is my home. This city is phenomenal. It is great. It is all I need. Um, Just I don't have any time for that uh, negativity. Um, what I do have time for is the NFL coming to town. I actually went out there today as I record this on Sunday, just went over to Lucas Oil, see if I could see anything. This is the first day of checking in. Um, things will start to ramp up a little bit here in the coming days. I have my pass to go on Saturday to see the quarterbacks. So I will be in Lucas Oil monitoring the talent and looking at the future quarterback of my team. I can't tell you I'm so excited. Um, This is always a fun time for me. I spend a lot of time just walking around, going on runs, and seeing everybody we see on TV. Um, I have had a slew of run-ins over the years, and I just am happy that the Combine continues to be back in the city. More on that. We'll report anything that I come across, but it is a new season for us all. I've been locked into this Murdoch trial. I don't know about any of you, but my wife and I crushed the Netflix three-part series. If you don't know anything about it, or even if you do know something about it, if you want some entertainment, some content, I highly recommend that. We did that on Friday night. We were like, oh, we'll check out an episode. And I knew I was going to be into it, but We decided to binge watch it. Um, We also, a big revelation, and you know if you're a parent out there, it's hard to plan these getaways, but we planned one. Um, We're going to be going to see one of my 
favorite bands right now, Goose in Louisville here coming up. Um, they rock, you know, if you're thinking about trying to get a comp or comparison, I always just tell people it's kind of like, you know, that's falling underneath the Grateful Dead tree. They're in that zone. Um, but I've been dying to see them live and looking at their tour schedule. Not a lot of dates were available for me to go do that, but they popped a couple of dates in Louisville. So we're going to go down south, maybe stay at the Gold House, go get some uh, barbecue in Louisville, not too far away from us, but excited to make some plans here for the summer month. I'll tell you this, uh, getting into some card stuff. You know me, I, I talk about the hobby mainstream a lot, and a lot of it I don't like. Um, but I think I'm feeling better than ev- ever because my feed and I'm looking at my feed normally and it's just, it's I'm beginning to curate it and it's all collectors and it's good stuff. And I'm seeing less people talk about people. You know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute, aren't we here to talk about sports cards and collecting cards? And, but all of a sudden, like for so long, it was like people talking about people and it was people talking about prices. And it was like, people trying to sell their shit to everyone else. And it was like, Jesus, like I'm just here to talk about sports cards and share my cards with other people. And I know there's a lot of people out there that feel that way. And you're likely a listener of the show. Um, And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in closing, but I don't know. This isn't high school. I want to see sports cards because I am a sports card collector and this is my escape. The TMZ of the hobby is probably always going to be there, but it's not showing up for me anymore. And I feel like I'm happier than ever. Um, Are you happy? Are you enjoying your experience? Are things still pissing you off? I think no matter what, it's never going to be perfect. But the more you curate your feed and the more you get out of the stuff that when you see it makes you not feel good, the better your experience is going to be. I promise you that. I enjoyed the episode with Chad that we dropped last week, um, got a lot of good feedback from that. I love talking to collectors who are experienced and who set goals and who have boundaries and lanes. There is so much you can learn from discipline of other collectors um, because it's anti what you see on the other side. It's anti, oh, we've got to move up and we've got to get these cards. It's just, hey, Try to understand the process. Try to understand what collecting means to you and how it fits into your life. And I felt like I got that from Chad. My primary takeaway, and I've talked about this, but Chad reminded uh, me and us as listeners about this as we were chatting, is just like patience and the value of patience. And it's just not just a lesson in collecting, but it's a lesson in life. And I think that is one of those things that's really challenging for us to see when there's a card that's on our mind and we want it and we see a specific price. It's like this hobby is endless and there are so many iterations and things that happen this week, this week to you and your collecting are maybe, maybe aren't things that you even expect happening and things throw us off. But I think what I've learned is that the one of the most important traits that we can all have as collectors of sports cards is not reaching for something. And we've all reached and we've all overpaid, but I think, and it's fine to overpay. I totally think it is. And I've done it so many times, but we don't ever want to get over our skis. And I think the one thing we need to realize is that like, it, can we wait? It does. Do I have to get this right now? And in some cases we do, but in probably most cases we don't. So I really appreciated that. The Couchman Sports Cards, check them out on Instagram and 
definitely I felt like there was a lot more ground that I could have covered with Chad and likely we'll be doing that again. I have a guy I've been chatting with back and forth for a long time coming up on Friday. It's going to be a new character unlocked. I got Danny Modest Card Collection coming on the program. Um, He's got an awesome collection lives in New York. Um, I love how he curates his cards, his page. And I just was like, most of the time, it's like, you know what? I just want to talk to this guy. We've chatted enough on Instagram, and I'm sure we'll have a fun conversation that you all will um, enjoy coming up on Friday. We're keeping these collector conversations going and going and going. We're going to do it. We're going to do it because you know what? I really enjoy it. And I want to say I enjoy you, the listener. And I want to shout out a listener because someone posted something on uh, Instagram this weekend and it just made me feel really good because it made me understand that the purpose and intention of this show was resonating with the audience. So Mickey ate cardboard shine on IG. I'm going to say, chat you out and say thank you. And I'm going to actually put myself over a little bit by reading this um, just because I have to, and that's the nature of this. And I'm not one of those guys that really feels comfortable with saying, oh, look at me, look at how I'm doing this. But as a part of this process, it just makes me feel good. So I'm going to talk about it. But I get, I get a lot of nice messages and I appreciate it. And I typically don't talk or read them in public. And this, is, this one is different because it's one of the first times someone has nailed the point of view and the point of this show. So I'll read this message uh, verbatim for what he posted, posted an image of the logo and the show and said, my favorite hobby podcast, it's football heavy, but will definitely resonate with any collector. I'm mostly a baseball baseball collector and I like it. It tackles psychology aspect of collecting, trends affecting card values, hobby current events, hobby relationships, products, and a little bit of everything. Even had the PSA president for an interview, check them out. I listen while driving. Love that. Thank you so much. I think my response to that is my primary objective of this show, especially coming up on 300, is to share experience and the people component to cards. The more you learn from other experiences, the more of a refined experience that you can create for yourselves when collecting. And I hope you understand that one of the most intentional things that I've really tried to implement to differentiate this show from some of the other content out there is I am never trying to talk at you. I'm trying to talk with you. One of my biggest pet peeves is someone who thinks, breathes, and creates content for a living is to not be one of those individuals that's standing up on a platform and shouting at the masses. It's stupid. I hate that. We're all people. We're all trying to do the same thing. It's no one. I don't know any more than anyone else. I just like to create content. So I'm up here recording, but that doesn't give me the authority to tell you what to collect, what to buy, what to invest in, what to sell, what's hot right now. I think that's all bullshitting for the the, the bees. And that's one of the biggest problems we have right now, I think, in the hobby is important people or pseudo important people, I should say, trying to tell people how to operate. And the problem is independent thinking is few and far between just at the highest level possible. People won't get directed and told what to do by other people. 
all the time and it's influence and we love to talk about influence in the hobby and these influencers and they're making us do these things it makes me sick to my stomach because that's not the core of what the hobby is about the hobby is about trying to pave your own path to build something that is personally significant to you and the byproducts of all of that along the process is that you have a fucking awesome collection that's one of one, one of a kind to you. You're meeting amazing people and you have fuel to keep you going and going. And throughout that, you're spending more money than anyone else out there who is influenced by someone else who loses it all and then leaves the hobby, okay? So anyone who listens to this show knows I like football and wrestling more than anything. That's what I collect. But this show isn't about football and wrestling cards. That's not what it's about. And it's cool to me that a baseball collector, and I never talk about baseball, feels that way about my show. And I want to I want to cater to free and independent thinkers who are looking to gather insights from me and other collectors I bring on the show. I want to resonate with fewer but higher quality listeners. And that message by Mickey 8 Cardboard Shine gives me some sort of confirmation that I am somewhat doing my job along the process. So I do appreciate it. Appreciate all the feedback and everyone who spends time every week listening to the show. It literally still blows my mind. People taking photos of their car console, people, you know, saying they're listening to the show here and there. It still makes me feel really good. And it's the fuel for me as a creator in this hobby to continue to keep going. I had a moment that happened this week and it completely set me off and it completely took me off the track of my collecting and what I'm doing. And I think disrupting the collection by opening up another collection or a one-time card thing can be exciting. And I'm very rigid. I'm very routine oriented. I know what I like. I know what I want to collect. I've got all the save searches and I check them a hundred times a day, just like all of you. And I'm looking and looking for cards on my list and I'm going and going and going. But sometimes there's these moments where it's like, there's something that's happening in plain sight that I'm ignoring that I'm emotionally connected to, but I haven't necessarily connected it back with cards. And those things pop up. And when those things pop up, they cause a reaction. The reaction can be on a scale from one to 10, could be aggressive. And when I'm saying aggressive, that's like, okay, this this thing made me feel a certain way. So I'm going to go spend money and buy a card. Or it could just be recognition where it's like, okay, this thing is happening or this thing from the past has happened. And now I'm connecting it back with cards. So let me evaluate how I want to go about or if I want to go about buying or spending it or building a new collection. I think when's the last time you added a new save search of something new to your searches, okay? I'm not talking about like a specific card type of a player you collect that's adding to that list of player save searches you have. I'm talking about like something net new, like this is a new player. This is a new product. I think, what are the reasons? Have you thought about like, what are the reasons that's causing us to do this? Because I think that's a moment that's very powerful when all of a sudden you stop everything you're doing and it's that moment where you dip your toe in. When you hit that heart button and you're saving that search and then you've got this new lane to explore. And sometimes we do that and a week later we delete it and say, you know what? 
this isn't something that I'm interested in. I, I, I looked, I made it a part of my process, but sometimes it's like, get you excited, get you a little fired up inside. And all of a sudden you start obsessively looking, thinking, and being like, what would this mean to this collection that I'm building? I think the catalyst for me was spontaneously buying a card based on a culmination of events. Okay. So this happened to me and I bought a card. And after I bought the card, it was one of those, it was late in the evening. Actually, I take that back. I made an offer on a card and I woke up in the middle of the night and you know how it has it set up now where it's like, if someone accepts the offer, it immediately charges and you don't have to do the whole double step thing of like accepting you know, all, like they've cut out a step, which is good. But I looked in my purchases and the car, card was there for my offer. And I went back to bed and I woke up, went on my routine and I was in the middle of my run and I started thinking about this car that I bought. And I started thinking about the process that I went through and how it was different than anything that I was normally buying. And I took a screenshot of the card and I sent it to my brother and I said, hey, I just bought this. And got a response as I was making my coffee. And he asked me the question, why did I buy it? What were the reasons that I bought it? And I took a step back to think about it for a little bit. And to me, I knew it was a good buy right then because there was a list of like several different things that I didn't even have to think about. I just fired back at him. And it was a culmination of factors. And here are some of the factors that I I sent back to him via text. I said, I bought this card because this player has been the most exciting player to watch over the last five years in football. I said, the way he won his second Super Bowl. I said, the WWE title representation. I said, this card is of his Super Bowl year. I love mere golds. This card was a PSA 10. Those are some of the reasons. So if you haven't or couldn't already tell, I bought my first Patrick Mahomes card. The 2022 Patrick Mahomes certified mirror gold out of 25 PSA 10. Does this mean I'm a Patrick Mahomes collector? I don't think so. I think there was enough meat on the bone for me to want a relic from the season that I just watched. And that Super Bowl was phenomenal. And Patrick Mahomes was phenomenal. And in that moment of me buying that card, there was nothing else that I considered. I didn't consider other people. I didn't consider anything. I thought about the Colts having a terrible year. I thought about Patrick Mahomes coming to town and I seeing him and we somehow beat him. But then I think about that Super Bowl performance on a hobbled leg. And I was like, you know what? Like, I've got a lot of really great quarterbacks in my collection, ancillary pieces that might not be considered player PCs. But I'll tell you what, after going through that and watching this guy win his second Super Bowl, there I had time for that. I had time to add a Mahomes card or maybe two in the future. And I think we want to structure our PCs, but sometimes things happen and come into place that cause us to start something new. And I haven't stopped thinking about that card since I, I bought it. And I'm excited to get it in hand. I don't normally talk about things I don't get in hand, but I'm going to talk about this right now because I felt like there's enough to share there. So 
what I'm trying to say here is that sometimes, no matter how rigid of a structure we have around buying the cards or trying to get cards that we want, sometimes the best moments and experiences in this hobby are spontaneously grabbing a new card of a new player because of something that happened or appreciation that you have. So, has this happened to you? Have you randomly bought a card that you didn't think you were the morning you woke up? I think that's what makes this hobby exciting. And I think a lot, and I want to close this out episode out by talking about just like growth in the hobby. And so if you've been a listener for this while, a while I like, I can't help but not think about the hobby from the perspective of what I do professionally and how I, what I think about when I work. And so what I work on ultimately is growth and I work on growth for a company and trying to do whatever I can to institute the right things in place so that we get new customers, get the right type of customers. They're excited. They're happy. We retain customers and they become customers for life. That's what I do. And there's a lot of different pieces in place. And so if I break it down to the absolute simplest form, I think about brand. I think about how do we control what people say about us when we're not in the room? And there's several factors that contribute to that. You've got content, you've got culture of your company, you've got the customer experience that those individuals are going through to become your customers. You've got to go to market strategy. So what are you doing to acquire new customers? And what are you doing to do that in a way that doesn't feel like you're pushing them through your process, but gives them the lanes to make the decisions they want to. And the final decision ultimately is to sign a contract to be a customer of your brand. And a part that is often missed, and I certainly don't see it too often in the hobbies, but is customer success. So what are you going to do to not only retain your customer, but to grow your customers? I think it's what I've observed in the last decade plus of doing this for professionally is that a lot has changed and the power is not in the hands of the companies anymore. The power is in the hands of the individual because the access to information, the access to alternatives is greater than it ever has been. So I'm putting my professional hat off, taking it off, but I'm putting myself in the shoes of someone who has heard something about sports cards for the first time in a long time and goes on the internet and thinking about the structure for how I would want to be treated based on what I do for a living. So if I'm doing that and trying to shed every experience that I've had around the hobby for the last three, three and a half years, I think about what's in place today. And so what you're going to do is if someone says, sports cards and it sounds interesting to you, you're going to probably go on the internet and you're going to go to familiar channels to start investigating, to start researching. And so one of those places you're going to go is YouTube. So if you just type in sports cards in YouTube, it's incredible to me the results that you get. And obviously, as a content creator, I understand algorithms and I understand how people play into these algorithms so that they can be seen at the top of the page. Not only do I understand this, but the company that I'm working on building right now is working on a solution to combat the fact that people are playing to alternatives and creating shitty content. And shitty content shouldn't be the first thing that people see. So I understand this deeply. And so I evaluate what, what's happening with the hobby from that point of view. 
And the biggest problem that I have is that everything you see is about dollar values, about things exploding in value, about what to buy. And there was actually a title about the secret of making money. You go to in with sports cards, you go to Facebook and you go to Google and it's a lot of the same thing. And everything has a hook. The hook is join our thing and learn from us while we are trying to get you to be pushed in our funnel so you can pay more money. The retention is not about finding what you love, finding what you're going to connect with and what's going to get you to stay. It's being force-fed more information about how you can make money. The well is fucking dry on that stuff, okay? It's dry. It's done. It's over, okay? So I'm certainly not anti-making money. In fact, I work my ass off to make enough money to help provide for my family and have enough disposable income so I can buy the cards I want. The problem, what's being buried is anything about collecting. There's nothing about passion. There's nothing about desire. It takes an independent thinker who goes through a round of shitty experience but still loves cards enough to say, fuck it, fuck all the other stuff. I'm going to collect what I want because I love it. I want to collect cards that make me feel something. I want to connect with people because they're relatable. I want to make deals with other people one-to-one. Manufactured growth implodes and we see things crash and people lose money. Authentic growth begins and it happens when irrational behaviors take place. And it's buying cards because you need it right now. It's because it fits a point in your personal collection, building out collections that matter. We're coming up on 300 episodes and three years plus back in the hobby, and I'm still learning. What I do know most is I don't want anyone or anything to try to control my hobby experience. It is for me. It is to make me happy. And along the way, there's so many great things like meeting other people, building relationships, and ending up with a PC that I continue to want to evolve, evolve in a way where I'm buying a Patrick Mahomes card because it makes me feel something. Hopefully you're getting something from this. Hopefully you're enjoying the hobby because it's the best thing that we have going right now is collecting cards that we love. We've got an episode on Friday with Modest Card Collection. My man, Danny, not gonna wanna miss it. Thank you for listening to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. Peace out and talk to you soon.